Want to experience Christ United like never before? Download our app today. You can watch live and previous messages, take sermon notes, get calendar updates, find giving options, and more. Just go to your app store and search Christ United. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on our church, check out ChristIsLove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at ChristUnitedMB. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If God's been good to you, can you give him what he deserves? I'm Jeff. I'm lead pastor here at Christ United. Um, our mission statement here is changing the world one relationship at a time. Now, when we talk about changing the world, and as soon as the, the PowerPoint gets up there, um, you think about what it would be like to be a part of changing the world. And most people would like that. It would be cool to think I could be a part of changing the world. But most of us don't have that kind of grandiose thinking that, well, I'm actually going to be a part of changing the world, except for when we're little guys. You know what I'm saying? We're little guys. We grow up and we get to see reality. Now, what if I were to tell you today that you are intended by God to change the world? That he actually wants to do something through you that literally will be a change agent in this world. That's what God desires. So changing the world can be overwhelming sense. It's kind of like it is how many people have been watching the news, obviously, with Hurricane Harvey coming in. And when you have 51 inches of rain, 20 trillion gallons of water inundating a city in the surrounding area, it's overwhelming the need that comes out of that. They have 56,000 calls for rescue in just 15 hours. Imagine that, 56,000 911 calls in 15 hours. Then you look at 185,000, 185,000 homes uh, either damaged or destroyed in that process. As of Friday, 42,000 people still not even a family they can go stay with. They're still in shelters in that process. And so when you look at the the mass of people, there are going to be 450,000 people so impacted they'll be approaching FEMA for support. Nearly a half a million people. And you go, what God could we do in the face of that kind of need? In the face of that kind of suffering. Well, our mission statement says changing the world one relationship at a time. How many people have had the privilege of seeing some of those things happen down in Texas one relationship at a time? You see somebody just reaching out and caring for somebody else. You see somebody who doesn't have strength and somebody who does carrying them to safety. You see people walking together and someone walking someone else out of the mess that they're in. You see precious lives and you can look into their eyes and you can go, man, somebody loves them with all of their heart, right? And you're thinking God loves them with all of his heart. And you look at them and you feel like I kind of begin to love them with all my heart. But one relationship, one person at a time, one person who needs that care and that compassion, that's how it begins, right? We do it one relationship at a time. And you look into the lives of people and you think, I hope there's somebody there for every single one of them. I hope they have somebody walking with them. I hope somebody is helping to show them the way to safety. I'm help, hoping that somebody cares enough to come alongside them, right? Now, Here's what I wanted you to know about that process. This sermon is not about what just happened in Houston. 
Um, we are jumping in. You've already heard about it. We're going to be getting supplies together, shipping them down there. We'll be looking at connecting. I'm going to tell you in a little bit that, that I've already been in contact with a pastor in the Houston area, and we already see ways that we're going to be able to engage and connect with them. It's going to be beautiful that we're going to be able to be a part. But what I want you to think about right now is this is that all of that human need in that area, when you draw a circle around Houston, you go, it's just such a, such a, a huge need. How could we ever solve that problem? We have the same thing right here, except it's an even bigger problem. Um, and that is that in the area from this church, 12 miles in any direction, less than 12 miles from here in any direction, there are 200,000 people. And, and, a lot of you travel farther than that to get here. But just within that less than 12 miles, 200,000 people. And I want you to know about those people that only 30,000 of those people would say that their faith is very important to them in their lives. 170,000 people live within 12 miles of this church who do not have enough of a relationship with God for it to be an important part of their life. And then if you just take those who would claim to be Christians in the definition we would use as being uh, having accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, the truth is, is that the number is still only one, that there are only 60,000 who would even claim that to have a personal love relationship with God through his son. So that means you got at least 140,000 people within 12 miles of this place who do not have the resources of faith and relationship with God to get through life. And the truth is, is they're facing the same things. People don't only die in Texas. People aren't only lost in Texas. People aren't only hurting in Texas. The reality is, is that, that God is saying to you, don't you realize that all around you, people are hurting in the same way that these people are hurting. They're in need of somebody to walk beside them and to love them and to carry them and, and to care deeply for them. They're in need of somebody who knows the way or who has the strength to get them out of what they're in. They're in need of love. And they're in need of something that they don't have. And somebody has got to care enough to say, let me take your hand. Let me show you the way. Let me come alongside you and help you. And they're facing loss and hurt and brokenness. Many of them have lost their homes. Many of them have lost their marriages. Many of them feel like they're losing their sanity. Some of them feel like they're going to lose their life. And some of them are in the process of losing their lives. And they need somebody to walk alongside them. And so if you look at that, that region and you say, here we are, 12 miles, within less than 12 miles, we have 140,000 people desperately in need. What can a little church of 1,000 people do about that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what can we do to make a difference with that many people that need to be reached? And I want to tell you, it's God's will that we reach them. And so in order to reach them, the first thing we have to do is we have to know the way ourselves. If we're going to help lead people out of that pain and lead them into right relationship with God and lead them to a place where they have the support and the strength that they need and the love that they need and the relationship they need, we got to have it first, right? It doesn't do any good to dive in if I don't know how to get out, right? And so the reality is, is we must be disciples ourselves. I want to ask you this question. Are you a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. And a follower of Jesus Christ is one that walks as he did. John said, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. I mean, are you living in a relationship with God like that? Jesus said that if anyone wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. He said, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. So how many people here would say, 
man, I have lost my life for Jesus. I'm living for him. I'm following him. And I am intentionally have my eyes open to the hurting world around me. And I'm following Jesus. Everybody who followed Jesus was led into the world to make a difference. They weren't about themselves. They were about others. Are you a follower of Jesus who would say, that's what I do on a daily basis is, okay, God, how can I make an impact in the world around me? If, you're, if you are, it's beautiful. But not many people actually are. As a matter of fact, I, I, one of the gentlemen uh, in our preview group shared this with me that he had heard in a sermon recently. He said that 76% of people consider themselves to be Christians, but only 8 consider themselves to be disciples of Jesus. Only eight consider themselves to be true followers of Jesus. That means if we're a normal congregation, there are very few who here would say, yeah, I'm really there. I'm a disciple of Christ. Now, if you are, if you're a follower of Jesus, here's the beautiful truth. The beautiful is that if so, Jesus will change your life. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus will change your life. L listen, if your life has not been changed, you're not following Jesus. If you're saying this Christian thing doesn't work, right? It means that what you thought is if I go to church and pay tithes and try to be good, it'll change my life. That won't change your life. The only thing that will change your life is to give your life to him and he will change it. To say, I want to be a follower of Christ and I want to live my life according to his will. That is what will bring a change in your life. And so if your life's not changing, you're not a disciple. Now, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means your life is changing. So if you could raise your hand and say, man, my life has changed, right? I've got a long way. Then I'm a disciple of Jesus, all right? So with that in mind... If you're not, if right now you're not a disciple of Jesus, look, it's not a bad thing right now to decide today I want to become one. And if you want to become one, I want to encourage you, next Sunday join us for the Grow class at 9 a.m. You can fill in 9 a.m. I did that so you would write down the, the time. But, but Randy will be, be teaching that class in Classroom A right behind us. Go back there, and he will share all the ways at Christ United that you can get growing. We have awesome things. We have life groups and men's and women's ministries. And we have Bible studies. We have all kinds of things to help you learn to be a follower of Jesus. Just go to grow and learn how to do it. Or come this coming Wednesday night and start diving in, you know. But, but I'm encouraging you to grow. I'm encouraging you to become a disciple of Christ. But now, that doesn't seem like it's going to change the world, though, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to change me. But it's not changing the world. It's kind of like the person who knows how to get out of the flood but doesn't know how to do anything to help anybody else, right? So I'm safe, right? And I've gotten to high ground and I'm out. But, but what am I doing to help anybody else? I really don't know how. I want to ask you a question. Are you making disciples? Are you helping to lead anybody else out? You know, to safety, to him, to a relationship with God. Are you helping anybody learn the right and safe way through to handle the, the stress and the pain and the difficulties that life throws their way? Are you helping anybody know how to navigate it when they're faced with doubts and discouragement and loss like these people are experiencing? Are you helping anybody to do that? Are you helping somebody learn how to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus? Are you making disciples? Because listen... Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then he said, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with you. I'll help you. But that's what you're supposed to be doing is you're supposed to be making disciples. Now, how many people here would have to say, I'm not? I don't even know how. You know, I'm, I understand it's this commission that was given to us, but I don't know how to do that. 
And honestly, guys, a lot of people don't. And if you don't, don't feel bad about that. It would be great for you to learn how, right? Be great for you to learn how to be a disciple maker, to make disciples. As a matter of fact, let me say it wouldn't just be great. Let me tell you this. It's imperative. And here's why it's imperative. It's what God said you must do. We are in the process right now of, of wrestling around service time changes. And we just sent out a message that, that for, for right now, we are definitely just staying on the path we're on, which, which is 10 o'clock is what time this service will be. And 11 o'clock, the traditional service. And as we did that, we have gotten so much great feedback from you. So if you're online or you're here and you're listening, thank you. Thank you for the letters and the emails and, and you're sharing such passion, which tells me you're taking ownership. You know what I'm saying? And that is awesome. And there are all kinds of opinions being shared but one of the things i loved was something i read this morning that a guy wrote where he said i don't think jesus cares when we worship you know what i'm saying i thought you're right you know what I'm saying? he says i don't think he cares if you get saved at 8 30 or 11 i don't think he cares when we have our services and i said dude you're right you know what i'm saying it really doesn't matter when we have our services but it does matter whether or not you're making disciples do you understand that it doesn't matter when you prefer to worship. It doesn't matter whether you come to an early service or a late service. Watching online makes you about half a Christian, but the whole thing together says. <laughs> that was a joke. All right. But here's the thing. The whole thing together is this. If you're not making disciples, you're not following Jesus. Because that's what Jesus was doing was making disciples. If you're not making disciples, you're not following Jesus. And so if anybody here is thinking, well, man, that's scary because I don't feel like right now I am making disciples. If that's the truth, I want to tell you something. If you are making disciples, Jesus will use you to change their lives. Now, if you are making disciples, all you're doing, all you're doing is taking what you already know about Jesus in a relationship with him and lovingly sharing that with other people, okay? You've already walked that direction. It's like the person who's walking out of the flood. I've already been here. I know where I'm headed. And I'm just carrying you along with me. It's a beautiful relationship that God wants you to have with somebody. And it's just, would you help them to grow and help them to walk? So you will change their lives. Not because there's something special about you. Not because you're better than they are. Somebody said that, that it's like one beggar leading another beggar to where to find bread. You know what I'm saying? It's one person who's drowning leading another person who's drowning out into safety but but god's just saying look you will change their lives if you'll begin to make disciples but if you're not if you're not making disciples right now i want to tell you some great news if you've wondered why for a whole year we've been talking about c groups that's to fulfill the commission that he gave us to make disciples the reason we've been talking about C groups for a whole year is that C is for commission. It is to fulfill the commission that God has given us to make disciples. And if you're like I was for most of my early Christian life, I had no clue how to make a disciple. And the beautiful thing about a C group is, is it has a very simple way of helping you to make a disciple. So first fill in the blank. If not, C groups provide a simple, and when I say simple, I'm saying it is so beautiful that I can sit down with somebody who has never led a group before in their life, and I can say just read it and just take one step at a time and it'll take them through the process. It is so simple. But please hear this. It is also powerful. Don't confuse simple with simplistic. 
How many people have ever had an Apple product? Anybody ever had, had a, like a, a, an Apple Watch or an iPhone or a Mac computer? If you don't, get into the 21st century. But anyway, this, that, I'm joking. That was awful for me to say that. But, but what's so cool about it is when you open up an Apple, it's the reason that Apple's just started taking off, is that when you open it up, how many people love the instructions for Apple? It's like, push this button. Oh, that's awesome. I push that button and all of a sudden it's working, right? And, and here's the thing. How many people have a child who's under the age of 10 that can do more on a computer than you can? Anybody got one? It's so simple. But here's the thing. is it, It's simple, but it is not simplistic. Do you understand? It is simple, but it is enormously powerful. I've got an under 10-year-old who can go online and find out information from anywhere in the world, can take a video of themselves and send it to somebody in another state. They have an enormous power but it's simply attained. Does that make sense to everybody? So we're telling you that a C group guide is something that has enormous potential and power, but it's simple to get there. Now, listen, apart from his Holy Spirit, apart from his Holy Spirit, it is nothing. Everybody understands that. It is something that God wants to do in you. It is simple and it is powerful and it is him who does it. God is the one who does it. So it's simple and powerful, but it is biblical. This is so important. If you're thinking that C groups is something that we just made up, that's not it at all. C groups is our effort as your leaders to say, we want to take what the Bible says and make it easy for you to grasp it and do it. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And all C groups does is take what the Bible says, what Jesus said to do, and condense it down into a clear way that you can do it. Does that make sense to everybody? It is simple, it is powerful, and it is biblical. It's just what God said do. And actually, we have worked on that for uh, several years in the process, real hard over the last year. If there's anything you see that's biblical that this guy doesn't get you to start doing, tell us. We'll add it. God's just saying, I want you to do what I told you to do, to live what I told you to live. And it is a God. What is so beautiful is this past week, I was in two different life groups, I mean, uh, C groups this week, where we're fulfilling the Great Commission. And in one of them, I'm sitting, and one of my brothers, we're starting to just run on, and I'm actually going to take us and say, hey, why don't you pray us out of here? And he said, no, the next thing says, based on what God's shown me today, what are we going to do? Start, stop, or continue doing? And this guy, who I'm supposed to be his leader, stops me and says, no, the God says we do this. And we did it, and it was powerful. The God just got us to do what we need to do. Does that make sense? Then, guys, I'm having one of the most difficult days I've ever had on Saturday. I, just, I don't know. Yesterday, I just had anybody get overwhelmed sometimes with just life overwhelms you. And, and I was just so discouraged and so having such a hard time. I came driving back, and I got to a C group that I have with my son, who I love my son. And, and I'm thinking, I need to do C group because, you know, I'm, I need to help him become a disciple, you know. And so we're sitting there in C group time and we get down to the part where you're in God's word and it has some questions about God's word. And all of a sudden he goes, boy, I'm getting ready to get in your head. And I said, oh, you are. He said, yeah. He said, he said, look at what this says. And then he says, do you realize that you are acting like you're just a slave and not a partner? Do you realize that you're getting all exhausted and you're getting all frustrated and you're getting all tired? 
and you're feeling a temptation to trade it in on another master, do you realize how wrong that is? Do you realize that God's calling you to remember that you're his partner in this and to get your eyes on what he's got in the future? And I'm going, you rock, man, you know? But here's the thing. It's a very simple guide to get us doing what God said do. It got a son talking to his dad out of God's word in a way that encouraged his dad into a place that it took me to a whole different place. Does everybody know what I'm talking about? And so right now, we're actually working in the children's ministry on having a C group guide that parents can do with their children. Is that cool? Is that cool? Yeah. And, and some of you guys... Some of you guys have been asking the question, well, can we do it as couples? And, and originally we said, nah, because, you know, you want to be able to share things, same sex and that kind of stuff. But, but you know what we said is, well, let's seek God on this. So we're going to do a pilot starting this Wednesday. If you want to come and be a part of it, if you came this Wednesday and you were committed over the next 11 weeks, um, the, the, the nine weeks following that actually is when we'll be doing it. But we're going to pilot a C group for couples. But it's only for people who are really committed to being there and staying in it through those Wednesday evenings. So if you want to be a part of that pilot, we're going to try it out. And we're going to see how we can make disciples between couples. Is that a cool idea? So, so yeah, yeah, you can give God a hand for that. So, so what we're doing is we're just saying we want to equip you to make disciples. It is simple. It is powerful. It is biblical. And it's a guide that just guides you in the process so that you can do what God said for you to do. Now, with that being said, how many people are like, you know what? I think I might make a disciple. Anybody? I mean, like, what? Come on. How many people feel like if I had a guide that told me what to do, I think I could make a disciple, right? I think that I could just go through the process. Now, now I want you to know this. You could not unless you yourself are a disciple. You could not unless you have surrendered to Jesus because it is only by His Holy Spirit working in the environment that it can happen. But if you're surrendered to Him, this is a guide in doing what the Bible says to do and Jesus said to do to get it done. All right? Now, then you might say, but how does that change the world? I mean, I could change like maybe one or two people's lives and that's good, but that doesn't necessarily change the whole world, right? We got 140,000 people in this area. There are a thousand of us. We could change a thousand out of 140,000. That leaves 139,000 untouched, right? And so God's got another step for you, and that's this. Are you making disciple makers? Are you making disciple makers? Now, I, wanna, I want you to get this. Um, when it comes to making disciple makers, that was God's plan from the beginning. When Paul was building into a young man named Timothy, he said this, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. I want you to not just make disciples, but I want you to make disciple makers. I want you to not just help people out of the torrent, but I want you to teach others to help people out of the torrent. So I'm on the phone yesterday talking with this guy. He's an awesome pastor. If y'all remember um, uh, Andre and Janelle Davis, who phenomenal part of our body here at Christ United. They've moved away now, but they lived in Texas when Andre was playing for the Texans. And so I said, man, you were in Houston. What, what can I do? He connected me with their, their pastor from there at Grace Church. And, and his name is Scott Jones, phenomenal guy at Grace Church. It's a, it's a big multi-campus church there in Houston. And here's what Scott said. He said, as soon as I saw the torrent coming and I was praying, God, what should I do? Here's what he said. He said, I believed and know in my heart that God had said this to me. And that is, I'm supposed to help 
pastors of churches. He said churches right now aren't even able to meet. And because they aren't able to meet, they don't get any tithes and offerings. And they have, they, they're going to lose their buildings. They're going to lose their congregations. The pastors are in danger. They've lost their own homes. And, and they're in a place where they're in desperate need. He said, but I feel like God's told me that my job is to help them and equip them because they're in turn going to help and equip others. And he said, that's where the focus is going to be. I'm going to be reaching out to help these pastors and help their churches. And guys, we're going to be able to be a part of that, right? Is that going to be cool? We're going to be able to help some of them? Yeah, you can give God a hand for that. That we're going to be a part of making that happen. But what I want you to know that Scott said, if Scott was saying, look, if I just do what I can do, then I can only do what I can do. But if I can help other people and equip them to do what I can do, then they can do it for others. And that's going to change things, right? Well, what God had in, in mind when Jesus built into the lives of 12 men, he wasn't expecting that those 12 men would individually, personally touch everybody else on the planet. He said, I'm going to personally, individually, relationship by relationship, touch your lives, and then you're going to turn around and you're going to do that for others, and you're going to teach them to do it for others, and that's how we're going to reach the world. So Jesus did not take, expect big crowds to solve the issue of reaching all the hurting people. In fact, he tried to chase off big crowds. He always went back to three guys and then 12 total that he would pour into because he said, I'm going to love you one relationship at a time and you're going to turn around and you're going to love others and that's how the world's going to change. I'm going to teach you to be a follower. You're going to teach others to be followers, but you're going to teach them to make other followers. So you're going to be a disciple, you're going to make disciples, and you're going to make disciple makers. Now, what happens when you make a disciple maker? If so, Jesus is using you to change the world. And I want to tell you why. If you were a person today and you were to make one disciple this year and say each year, I'm going to make one more disciple. I'm going to, I'm going to help one other person learn to love and follow Jesus in a year's time. If you were to do that and you were to say, I'm going to reach one a year, then in five years you would reach five people and that would be awesome. But if instead of just helping them to learn to follow Jesus, if at the same time you were teaching them to help others learn to follow Jesus, then guess what would happen? Next year, you'd have one with you this year, and that would be two of you. The next year, there'd be four. By year five, you'd have over 30 people. Listen, in five years, there'd be over 30 people loving and following Jesus and knowing how to be his follower just because of your influence if you taught people how to be disciple makers. Does that make sense? So if you can make them a disciple and at the same time help them to make disciples, then in five years, you'd have 30 people. Do you know how much you would have in 10 years? In 10 years, there will be over 1,000 people directly impacted by you. A thousand people would be directly impacted by you if you were not just making disciples, but you were making disciple makers. Does that make sense to everybody? So I influence you. I teach you to influence others. I influence another, teach them to influence others. And you keep doing that and passing it down the line. And eventually, five years from now, 30 people, 32 actually would be impacted by you over a thousand in 10 years. And how many people here are going like, that sounds like the Amway plan for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean it's like... And here's what I want you to know. The reason that that principle is used in multi-level marketing is that it is a God-given principle of relationship. But it is used because we as human beings want to make money off of everything we do. We as human beings, when we see the principle of the power of relationship, we want to think, how can we use relationships for our benefit? Does that make sense? 
We think, I want to use relationships, and if I got it used in the right way, I could make a lot of money. I want to tell you, you won't make a dime off of this. You'll spend money. You won't have any prestige. You won't have any power. This will not make you any money. This will only benefit the lives of the people that you're benefiting. Does that make sense? And that's the way God intended it to be. He said, I want you to use your influence to influence others and teach them to influence others. And in that is how I intend to change the world. It's one relationship at a time. Yeah, give God a hand for that. And so Randy, Randy Stewart's talking to me. He says, you know, I've never been a numbers guy. I don't think big, big, big. He said, but what I've realized over the years that if I will invest into people and I will invest in them and teach them to invest in others, he said, I touch the life of the person I'm with, but I can touch people in India and I can touch people in China and I can touch people around the world because if I influence them, they influence others who influence others. And before you know it, that impact is spread everywhere. God's saying, I want to do that through you. And if you think you'll never be a disciple who makes disciple makers, let me tell you, this is the thing about the C groups. That, again, C groups is nothing but doing what the Bible says. We're just helping you to do it simply. The whole time you're doing it, you're teaching other people to do it. Listen, if not, if you're not making disciple makers, C group guides equip you to make disciple makers. Please hear that. C group guides will equip you to make disciple makers by following the guide simply by following the guide. And here's why. I, I, I really struggle with this because most, I was talking to a, a lady this week who's awesome. She's awesome. I love her. She's a dedicated follower of Jesus. And I asked her about her C group. She said, well, we don't really follow the guide. And I said, why not? She said, I don't like being told what to do. And I don't like being treated like I'm stupid. I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And I said, well, I, you're right. You know, you're not stupid. And I said, let me ask you something. The people that you might lead in that group how long is it going to be before one of them is ready to say, I could do this for somebody else? 10 years, 15 years, how long would it be before they could do it? Because they're looking at you and they're admiring you and they're saying, look, she knows what she's doing and she can lead through a group. I said, but if you were to take that same process and you just read the guide every week, you know what the person across the table from you is going to do? They're going to go like, I can do that. And so what we started doing in our groups is tenaciously tenaciously holding on and saying don't get cocky and be all that about you just follow the guide and if you'll follow the guide two times in this week people i have been leading have drawn me back to the guide and have used what the guide said to do something phenomenal and i should say the holy spirit has done that because god says i'm just teaching you to do what the bible says do so do you understand that if you would simply follow the guide Every week, every time, same way, keep doing it the exact same way. Why? Because we think you're too stupid to do it on your own? No. Why? So that the people that you're doing it with can learn how to do it themselves. And look, guess what? The people they lead can learn to do it themselves. And the people they lead can learn to do it themselves. Does that make sense? It makes it so you make disciple makers who make disciple makers who make disciple makers and we're just doing what the Bible says do. So guys, when it came to this world and all the pain in it and all the trouble around us, when it came to looking into this mass of humanity around us, 140,000 people within 12 miles of this church who desperately need to know Jesus, God's saying, I want you to do it. When it came to his church, he said, I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not ever come. I'm going to build something mighty here. 
So right now, we've got a goal. Here's what I want you to know. By the end of this year, it's my prayer, our prayer, that 150 people at Christ United will be in C groups making disciple makers. Is that simple? Just 150 people, not that signed up for a C group, that are checking in. That's the reason we do the check-in. We don't want to know if you thought it was a good idea and so you signed a piece of paper. We want to know, are you doing it? Are you meeting with people and loving people and building into their lives? What if 150 people were doing that every single week here at Christ United? You know what that would mean, don't you, right? That means that next year there'd be 300. The year after that, there'd be 600. The year after that, by the time we got to year five, there'd be over 6,000 people. 6,000 people in five years, not just who are coming to church, but who are becoming and making disciples who make disciple makers, right? And so they're going to be changing the world. Within 15 years, we could literally have a personal connection to everybody that lives within 12 miles of this church. Within 15 years, a personal connection of relationship. One relationship at a time, 15 years from now, everybody that lives within 12 miles of this church, we could personally love them and walk with them. How many people like to be a part of that? I told you that God wanted to use you to change the world. One relationship at a time. All we've been given the charge to do is to help equip you to do that. And so if you're in a life group or a men's or women's ministry, the reason your life group leader wants so much for you to also do a C group, the reason your men's and women's ministries keep pushing you to do C groups is because it's not enough for you to just be a disciple. We want you to make disciples because that's what Jesus called us to do. That makes sense? We want you to reach out and touch the lives of other people and not just make disciples but make disciple makers. Now, before we end, I just want to say this. I want to ask you, how many people here would say, and this is between, this is not between you and your spouse or, or you and everybody else in this place. I want to ask you if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ today. I want to ask you if you have laid down your life and said, my life is going to be lived for you, Jesus. And every day I'm going to be asking you, how do you want me to make a difference in this world? I'm yours. If you're not his disciple, you don't belong to him. And so right now, I want to invite you to just a very beautiful and simple prayer. Would you just bow your head right now, and would you just say this to God? Would you just say, God, to this point, I believe that you existed. I've wanted to be a better person. I've, I've tried to do what was right. I've done all kinds of things. But I have never, to this day, lost my life. <laughs> to you i've never given it all to you and just said i'm going to be your follower i'm going to love like you love i'm going to ask every day what are we doing god and so right now today lord i want to make you the lord of my life i believe that you died for me so that i could be forgiven so thank you right now for washing away all my sin for forgiving me for all i've done or failed to do and now lord god i want to ask you to come into my heart can you tell them that? Can you say, come into my heart because from this day forward, I am your disciple. I am your follower. And I want to help others learn to follow you and love you. But first, I've got to start learning myself and learn to follow. But Lord God, one day I want to be helping others learn to follow and teach them how to help others learn to follow because I want everybody to know you. So today is my day that I become your disciple in Jesus' name.
Amen. The invitation, guys, is this. The altar's open. I hope there isn't a seat left in here because for everybody who's already a disciple, I want you to come and make a commitment. Say, God, I'm going to be making disciples who make disciples. I'm going to be making disciple makers, and I will do it with all my heart for the sake of those who are lost. If you are taking the step today to become a disciple over here at the crosses, there's somebody waiting. Please go to them. Go to those who are at the crosses and just say, today I'm becoming a disciple. Today's my day. And you just tell them, today's my day. Don't be ashamed of that. It's an awesome day. It's a great celebration for you. But please go to the cross and let them know if today is your day to become his disciple. That sound good? If you want prayer for anything else, there'll be some others up here that will pray with you if you ask them to. But otherwise, the altar is open for anybody who would desire to come. We invite you to stand, and I hope that you'll be making a commitment today that will change the world. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Christ United. If you'd like to respond to today's message, or if you want to share how God is using this ministry in your life, please send us an email to media at christislove.org. Or you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following at ChristUnitedMB. Thanks again for joining us, and may God bless you.